Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Josh Brown. Hi. Hi, I'm Ben Roy Turner. I don't like being last. <laughs> you always <laughs> switch it up, Scott. Yeah, you got to switch it up. Um, yeah, I just wanted to sort of just do a little do a little check-in, just do a little conversation about the state of the, I guess, the current generation, even though we're still, we're still sort of referring to it as next-gen stuff uh, when games get their 4K60 updates and things like that. Um, but yeah, I just thought we'd have a conversation about it because it's been, although it feels like 10 years, it's been two months since the consoles came out, um, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Benroy, what's your general, where you are on next-gen stuff? Are you happy with your purchase? What do you, what do you think? What do you think about everything relating to next-gen things? Uh, as the one here that was holding out on his launch uh, hardware, I am very, very pleased with my PS5 and my Series S right now. But I can see if you had, like, say, the mid-tier stuff, and maybe you're like, well, why do I have this machine? When am I going to have an exclusive apart from Dark Souls? Probably never. <laughs> well, we did do a quick look before we like came to record of just the state of exclusives going forward. Like By the time this goes online, uh, the medium will be out. The review will be on the channel, um, which is a brilliant game. I absolutely love that thing. Um, and so that'll be out. That's an Xbox Series exclusive. It's only on Series S and Series X. You can't even get Their it on Xbox exclusive. One. first exclusive. Yeah, literally their first exclusive. That's the thing. So, like, in terms of the first um, PS5 exclusive of 2021, I think that's going to be Destruction All-Stars, which is just that got bumped from last year to be the PS Plus game for February. And then it's, like, going down the rung after that. There's not that much. Like, we sort of picked out, like, Returnal in March, uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Like, there's not too much. There's obviously Resident Evil coming, but a lot of them are cross-platform. Um, so it's just that thing of like, we're still sort of wait, waiting in this holding pattern. Um, and how much of that is just 2020 and how much of it is, I don't know, like, could they not have put more things together for the start of this year? I don't think so at the moment, Scott. It feels <laughs> like, I mean, I think I've mentioned it to either you or Ben Roy before that it almost feels like a, um, like it's like it's released in waves. Like this is the mm. almost early access of next gen at the moment. You know what I mean? And I'm happy with that. I haven't regretted my purchase at all. You know, I've been really enjoying. The me neither. I should I should say like no, me neither. Yeah. Not at all. I left mine. As yeah, well. at the moment. But you are right that you know, in terms of what games can I play and get the most out of on this next gen system, whichever one you have, it is kind of like you're going to be waiting a while for those big hits. You know what I mean? We've got mm. the likes of 
Um, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, God of War 2, presumably coming out at the end of the year. But for now, it's kind of like these smaller titles, which in and of itself, I think is quite cool. The fact that the medium, you know, is going to be this first big next-gen exclusive for Microsoft. Like, that's cool, in my opinion. People might have wanted Halo Infinite, but the fact that this now has a spotlight on it is awesome. The fact that something like Returnal is going to get the spotlight on it in, um, in March for the PlayStation 5. Like, it's cool to be in this kind of like no man's land of video game releases and be able to try new things and things that I personally might not have jumped on before. I think we've seen that even with Hitman 3, you know, like that's been the best-selling um, uh, Hitman of this new reboot trilogy. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, part of that is down to the quality of the game itself, but also it's down to the fact that there's very little else to play right now, you know? Yeah. Have you guys found um, any like increased sort of uh, scouring of like frame rates and resolutions and stuff like that? Like obviously they had the whole thing at launch of like, make sure you're playing the right version of the game. Like you're going to be either accessing a PS4 version of something that's upscale, but then they also obviously a bunch of different devs, like there's uh, Mortal Kombat 11, Borderlands, whatever, like you can get the PS5 version, the bona fide PS5 version of something. Have you guys found yourselves excru- like picking a specific title uh, or like just diving into whatever? Because it's that whole thing of trying to make sure you're getting the most out uh... of the system. I think I can tell you that Resident Evil 6 is probably the best version on PS5 now. But uh, Hitman, hit, hit <laughs> I, yeah. I, I bought the PS4 version of Hitman and then got the free upgrade. So I've been going back and forth between them and looking sort of thing. Uh, I think that ruined some of my trophy, trophy progress. So now yeah. I'm crying inside. But I couldn't really notice much apart from like the reflections. But then when I only really played the first level on the PS4 version on PS5, then did it again on PS5 version on PS5. And they they were pretty sort of like substantial, but I can maybe in the later levels, say like when you go to um, Berlin, when you go to China, like when it's more like visually striking and mm. the lighting. Oh, the more, chonking level is insane. Yeah, when the way. lighting's more dramatic and you, they sort of lead you in with these sort of moments for a few levels. And you're like, yeah, this, this, would, this bangs on PS5. And I think it's the best, like, uh, someone someone questioned me on Twitter about like is it better looking than Dark Demon Souls then I think I don't know if you could say Hitman 3 is better looking than Demon Souls or vice versa but I think like what they're both going for I think they're like the best looking games I've seen run on mm. the PS5 sort of thing and I it, yeah it's, it's just weird it's like a it's a, it's like a early access for these consoles because <laughs> I think it's just it because you know we've just got to sit there and wait for our our products to come out and you know also like if we talk about new releases if you play the resident evil 5 demo it was yes. so the resident evil eight. what one eight <laughs> <laughs> the resident evil... maiden is the one you want i think yeah i mean that's that's one of the best looking things i've ever seen as well like that is just it's either disgusting or it's beautiful and it's just dripping with atmosphere what do you two think about that how that looks that, that maiden thing like i thought it looked absolutely stunning until i got too close to some of the walls like i went too close to some uh, of the fixtures in <clears throat> in the mansion um and then all it just sort of fell apart it was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you could see the sort of the man <laughs> Someone holding up the graphics, yeah. like, don't come any closer, sort of thing. <laughs> well, that's the sort of thing. So I saw, you know, like, yeah, I went super close to some of the walls and stuff. And then it was like, if you get a little bit too close, everything's quite blocky and jagged. And there's a little bit, a little bit blurry. And I'm like, oh, I guess if that was, I mean, that was built for the PS5 in mind. That obviously takes advantage of the SSD and everything. I think overall it looks, it looks gorgeous. Um, but I don't know. I have like a weird feeling where i'm just kind of like i want to make sure this is like a next gen thing like if how much could be possible the previous gen and i'm kind of waiting for those sorts of things 
Um, but at the same time, like I mentioned, like resolutions and frame rates and stuff, because just on the series systems, like obviously, Ben, while you have a Series S, I have the Series X, like going back to older games. And then I'm always like putting the um, the information window in the corner of the TV to like make sure it's like, oh, it's this is running in 60 FPS. This is running at 4K and whatever. And um, going back to old games and then kind of like being amazed at how well a lot of that stuff runs, like Titanfall 2 can go all the way up to 120 FPS on the Series X, which is just insane. Um, I don't know if you guys have had anything similar in terms of like revisiting old stuff. Because for me, as soon as I saw what Xbox could do, that sort of made everything on the PlayStation side just seem a little bit naff. Because unless mm. you have Mortal well, Kombat, Borderlands, you know, those specific updates, then you don't have the older stuff. It's weird because like um, I'm not a scientist, but me and my friend have been taking screenshots when we went back through Gears 5 on the new gen and we were like comparing them. And we really couldn't see much difference in Gears 5, like, for the most part between mm-hmm. like say series x and s that's about as far as i've got into it like proper scrutiny but i mean like again i've got the uh lower power machine than you so i i and i do most the of my only games real on five the only real thing that seems to come out of that is like if you compare like hitman it was like oh you can run it at 4k on both um but the um series x can do a higher resolution a higher frame rate it tends to just yeah. be frame rate stuff but resolution tends to be the same for both yeah. I've been trying to cosplay a little bit as Digital Foundry since I got the next-gen systems <laughs> because I'm trying to interrogate, like like you said, frame rates, um, resolutions and stuff like that, swapping between performance mode and graphical um, quality, though. But I haven't felt like I've missed out with only owning the PlayStation 5. Obviously, Xbox does have all of that auto HDR, auto up-res stuff, but I still think the PlayStation does a pretty good job. There are a few major drawbacks on specific titles. For instance, I think it sucks that we can't get 120 frames per second on the PlayStation 5 version of Warzone when you can easily get that League. on the Xbox or Rocket League where you can easily get that on the um, Xbox version mm-hmm. of it but still like going back to all games on the PlayStation 5 it still in some cases like bumps the resolution or maxes out the frame rate it makes it steadier than it was before but for me it's mainly been in the PlayStation 5 games themselves I'm going to reference Assassin's Creed Valhalla so much here because <laughs> it just keeps eating up my time I keep wanting to play other games lads I keep wanting to go to Hitman 3 you tell me to play, play anything game, else I know but I've got to finish it and it's just so long I'm like 60 hours in or something that's just a tutorial you're never going to finish it it's, 100, it's at least 100 hours to finish that thing <laughs> oh I know I was doing so well and then I had a week off and I was like with the pot anyway I have been doing a lot of experiments in that swapping between the performance mode and and the graphical fidelity mode. And honestly, despite how I was positioned last generation as a full-on, I want the quality mode on at all times. I want the highest possible resolution. Now I think I'm leaning more towards performance because seeing something like Assassin's Creed be so beautiful and run so, well, mostly so well at 60 frames per second, like that to me is giving me a next-gen feeling that I'm just Mm. not getting from that version of the game at 30. You know what I mean? Like that's completely transformed how I would look at a game like Assassin's Creed because it's just it feels so much more responsive in the world itself for my money anyway you know from the few like scribbly notes comparisons that I've done between fidelity mode and performance mode hasn't lost any kind of graphical prowess in the in the jump you know what I mean so for me I have found myself preferring performance modes in a, in, in a way that I just never expected to when I went into the show. Because I was going to say, do you think this, well, I would say that like, this is the generation that finally made 60 the, the base like the baseline standard. And we've all kind of gone, okay, I get what all you PC folk were shouting about for the last sort of decade or however long it's been that Rich Hudson's been screaming at us that 60 FPS nosley as well, that 60 is just so much better. Because when you, in for example, in Miles Morales, if you go between the two, like if you play in 60 for a while and then immediately go back to 30, you do feel it. Like, and it is that thing of, 
like, oh my God, we used to be okay with this. Like, oh my God, this is horrible. Um, and I think that like 60 sort of does feel like this new baseline that I don't know if that's enough to qualify as like, oh my God, the next generation's here when it's obviously been in a variety of titles over the years. But like having it be the baseline across the board does feel like a worthwhile sort of step up. Like, like it's hard to go back, I think, once you've done that. I think it depends. Sorry, Ben, right? I was going to say, I think yeah. it depends on like the, the, the genre because, like you said, we have had mm. 60 as, you know, Call of Duty's always been rock solid 60 for, you know, well, forever since it was born, you know what I mean? But we've never really <laughs> seen something as big as an Assassin's Creed, like a big open world in 60. Like that is new, like in the console space. Like that just mm. never happened before, really, at all. So that does, to me, feel like a next gen step up because I'm like, there's no way we could even compromise and get that on previous gen consoles. It reminds me of when we had like Fallout 3 in similar games, like similar open world games from the Xbox 360 era. And like back then we just kind of accepted that if you're gonna have an open world game, it was gonna look like ass. It wasn't gonna look very nice. The texture's <laughs> yeah. gonna be all over the place. And then with the PS4 and Xbox One era, we got to a point where we could have big open worlds that also look beautiful. And now we've got to a point where we could have big open worlds that look beautiful and also run really well and run at 60 frames. Mm -hmm. For me, it's, it's, I guess it's a combination of all of it because there's like there's nothing. I've not really had anything since you know Last of Us Remastered when you could switch that from 30 to 60 and switch back. How did I play the Last of Us on PS3 in 30? And <laughs> this is trash. I just want to burn it, sort of thing. But I've not really had any of that sort of thing. Like I, or I replayed God of War on performance mode. I'm not sure if that was even in there in the PS4 version because of where it was. It was on the, the Pro menus. one, but I don't think it was on the regular I, one. Yeah, the, what's, what's the PS4 Pro? I never had it. They're just continuing. They're dead. <laughs> um, and then like um, with it's weird. Like play the if you play the PS4 version of Hitman on PS. Five, you don't get the uh, dual dual sense gimmicks, but then if you play the PS5 version, all the dual sense stuff works on the controller. Oh, and like weird things like that happen, but mm -hmm. I've not had anything that's gone like this is the future. Apart from games, I feel like everything just looks nicer. I guess, and I'm I'm not delved into Assassin's Creed, and I'm not going to. Uh, and <laughs> you will eventually. You, you're going to get. You're getting around to Mass Effect I, next month. I, I, I'm, I'm you know, I put it this way. I'm looking on eBay every day for a PS3 that can play PS2 and One games. This is where I'm at at the moment. So you got, you got a few holes to fill. Batman Arkham is another one for you. Uh, I still got it sealed down there. It's fine. One day. <laughs> Someday. And um, we should talk about the controller stuff because I honestly completely forgot about the haptic stuff until I saw a video doing the rounds about how um, Hitman implements it in terms of like it's when really you do a. Yeah, when you do like a sniper shot, it's like you depress the trigger a little bit and you click it through for the shot. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I just, for me, I, we mentioned this in, in another video, but I turned it off in Call of Duty when I was online because it was just after a while, the controller's shaking and freaking out with every different thing. And I just, at some point, I need to, to push the trigger all the way down as quickly as possible and that thing's just going to get in the way. But how have you guys found like all the haptics? So that's only on, obviously only on the PlayStation side, but having played a lot of Xbox stuff too, I, I don't miss it. Like, I don't think, I wouldn't go to PlayStation for, haptics like i find that the xbox auto upgrade the hdr the resolution the frame rate i favor that massively like i said to you josh before we started recording i drastically prefer the series x at this point uh see like um, with me when you get a game that uses a well like for me astro was too much and i was tired by the end of that game for three hours my wrists were aching and my fingers are like leave me alone maybe i'm just a weak <laughs> human and be put, oh, grounded. maybe just ground me into mints and then defrost me somewhere down the line <laughs> but for me it was um 
Uh, Hitman, it used it perfectly well the way um, when you go to throw something, it's sort of like there's a little bit of resistance there. Mm. When you're not in a major firefight, it gives you more resistance on the trigger there. Sort of thing. But I feel like when you're all at, people are shooting back at you, I feel like it releases a bit. Just like those little sort of hints that things are coming up and making the trigger feel more like something substantial mm-hmm. and make it make the controller feel a million pounds like more worth it than say like i guess i guess the same basically the same controller from last gen for xbox is fine but i like yeah. the i i do prefer the vibrate where we're going with vibration and like you know this focus on the triggers but yeah i can see you turning it off in call of duty because i wouldn't have it if i was playing gears co-op competitive because you, you want to be able to kill these people and well I yeah yeah that day a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, what culture gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Mm-hmm. It's it's a strange thing because like it it is super effective. The, thing, the Astro I forgot we forgot even did Astro and I love that game. But like <laughs> it's interesting because I think Astro does it the best like as a showcase of what it can do like fully like you know like, that idea of like you walk over some glass and it feels different to walking over some sand or some water through some water. And I think that is quite interesting and fascinating initially. Um, but because it was that whole fear that we had beforehand of like oh is it just going to be another first party gimmick kind of like what the touch uh, the gyro stuff was in the six axis and um, for the PS3. Um, 
console with the LED um, top of the controller thing for the PS4. And um, that's the the fear, I think. I mean, obviously, we want there's so many more first-party titles to come, but I haven't played that many other third-party titles developed for the PS5 or with the PS5 updates that have made that much of that control scheme. I think that stuff still is yet to be capitalized on outside of Astro. If we get at the same level, sorry, I would just say, if no, we get sorry, at the same right. level we do in Hitman 3, I'm totally mm. fine, and then that's a fine gimmick. But then, like... I, again, I don't. I, I couldn't have every game be Astros because I would just die. And then I think like what I noticed in the Resident Evil demo is that they turned the lights off of the controller. That was a weird, creepy bit at some points. I don't know if it was the whole way through, but I was like, oh, my light. Well, that's scary. And I then never that's ever little... ever noticed controller stuff. Like it was when everyone was, oh my god, the the uh, controller flashes like the cop cars in GTA, and I was like, does it? Because I'm looking way <laughs> past that. Like I'm not looking anywhere even near that. But um, Josh, what's your thoughts on all this? You need to play in, play in the pitch black where the yes. only light coming from uh, anywhere is the screen and your controller, so you can see the flashing lights on the screen. But <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm mostly with Roy. Like mm. for me, I, I would never choose to play a thing on PlayStation purely for the controller. But I do miss it when I'm playing PlayStation 4 games that don't utilize those features. Like I think I've taught you guys before about the time I was playing Miles Morales and my controller died, but when I plugged it back in, it turned off all of the effects for whatever reason, and then I suddenly realized, oh, oh no, I missed. <laughs> this level of this added level of depth and i think again using valhalla as a quick um, example like that is a third-party game that does use the controller not quite to the extent as a demon souls or an astro bot but it still uses it in a really subtle and cool way for like you know the bow and arrow so you have a bit of resistance and i genuinely i, I love that stuff and i'm pleased that people are using it because not everything has to be you know there's balls to the wall um, you know, proof of concept where it's vibrating all over the place and it's like giving you a back massage or whatever, like <laughs> knocking your head off. But also like just, I, I, I do miss it when it's not there. And when it comes to like the Xbox controller, I've always thought it was like functional and really good. But the dual sense just has that something a bit extra for me. And I went back and played, I played something, I think it might be Cuphead at the weekend on the mm-hmm. PlayStation 4. And I used the dual shock for for the first time in a long time. And it was one of those um, kind of like realizations of, ooh, I once thought this was the best thing ever. And now I'm going <laughs> back to it and thinking, what, what, we can always get better. You know, there's always improvements yeah. to be made, yeah. Well, I mean, the DualSense itself, I, I love like big chunky controllers. Like, I'm the dude who just bought the Duke for my Xbox because I was like, I want to play that stupid saucepan sized controller when I play some Halo. And um, which, yeah, give me like the biggest controller ever. And um, we should talk about 3D audio just uh, quickly on the PlayStation side because obviously that's still not rolled out for speakers. They said it's going to be coming later. It's like, but you can experience it if you wear headphones. Do you guys tend to game quite a bit with headphones on? And have you noticed much audio difference playing PS5 stuff? Uh, I guess I'll jump in. Uh, the <laughs> I do. It's weird. I've. It's so different for me because, like, say, if I'm playing Hitman, I might I might play a level through once with it on. But sometimes, like, with headsets, they're like the the ones we have that are great. Like, but they're just like you know. It sometimes you want to you don't want to be sucked too far in. But yeah, like for me, free the order is it's a mixed bag like mm. i can give or take it like i guess that for multiplayer stuff as well like say hearing people come behind you has been great but i mean 
I, I, I haven't noticed like a massive like I haven't yeah. you know played multiplayer on I, having played a lot of multiplayer stuff on PS5 and having played Rocket League for the last sort of six years I'm not like playing some things and going oh my god this sounds completely different but I mean Josh you play a lot of Warzone has the 3D mm, stuff oh, like, worked for that yeah I mean to, to, to be fair I don't think it's actually implemented much in in that game <laughs> at least not that I noticed because I'm used to playing that with like headphones at, at anyway just because I need to know where people are to have a competitive advantage and I don't usually play like single player games with headphones on but you know i've i've been dabbling in you know call of duty zombies for instance for cold war and i have been impressed with the sound there and i made an effort to play some of demon souls with headphones on as well mm -hmm. and it does it's it's very subtle the way that they've implemented it now mostly because a lot of games aren't like making direct use of it and developing it with it in mind like it's just happening on sony's and um, hardware and software side after the fact ending. Yeah, with the, with the Tempest engine, but that's that's been enough for me. It's, it's, again, it's like it's not this kind of like flashy. This is next gen feature, but at the same time, it does for me add a lot of depth, and it makes those sessions where I do want to put some headphones on, do want to get lost in the atmosphere, all that much more richer, I guess. Yeah. So why I wouldn't be, I wouldn't like grab you by the neck and be like Scott Tailford, buy a PlayStation Five for the Tempest engine. I would also, you know, recommend people give it a try, try playing some games with headphones on because the best thing is, is like now you can have like an inexpensive set of cans and still get to enjoy this immersive kind of experience. Thing that it for you. Is I was hoping that their Tempest stuff would make every game as binaurally encapsulative as Hellblade because, then, like, when you play that, it really does feel like everything is all around you. I know it's because it was all recorded with 3D mics and everything, so they can just kind of replicate that and put you in the middle of scenes and stuff. And I kind of I'm waiting for something to really do wonders with that because even like Visage, like the the new horror thing that's sort of, well, I guess last year's horror thing, but it's sort of had a little bit of a revival at the minute. Um, even that, I guess, still makes it feel like there's things walking above you, but I feel like there's more, there's just more you could do. I think with like with horror with like any sort of more um intense kind of game um but yeah overall I mean let's just like sort of talk about where the industry's at like I think it's just in like a holding pattern in general at the minute I think so you know like we, we you mentioned you know I think I can't remember if it was on camera or off camera now but you know Jason Schreier <laughs> mentioned on Twitter like a few weeks ago that we're essentially going to have a bunch of delays to look forward to in the first half yeah, of the year, that, just yeah. because of everything that's going on. And I feel like, you know, even though we're in a new year, we're still dealing with the effects of 2020 and everything is still happening in, in a lot of ways, things aren't getting better in terms of, you know, production, everything that's happening, jobs mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And even though a lot of us have adapted for, to work from home, like it's still a difficult process, especially if you're making video games, you know what I mean? We've seen a lot of, games try to rush deadlines or whatever and come out broken not naming any names so i feel like <laughs> with recent high profile disasters nobody's wanting to make that mistake everyone's wanting to make sure the games themselves are going to be good and that's why i'm totally fine waiting until the second half of the year or whatever to mm -hmm. get these big hitters because as long as they you know work well and as long as they're, they're as good as they can be that's totally fine and like i said I don't mind being in this holding pattern right now because there is so much stuff that I haven't checked out. And there's still some great stuff coming in the first half of the year. Like I'm so looking forward to Resident Evil Village. I'm so looking forward to Disco Elysium finally playing mm -hmm. that on PlayStation 5. So there are big games for me to sink my teeth into. And there are there are ample opportunities to try things that I might not have tried before. Like I know both of you have recommended me a bunch of stuff that I definitely, definitely, Send definitely will get around to. Send you a controller to play something, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Maybe one day. Uh, 
on PlayStation 5, there's been a lot of recommendations oh. that you've got me uh, wanting to play. But yeah, I feel like this holding pattern right now, it's just kind of, you can't you can't really complain about it because it's just such no. a difficult period. It's always quiet immediately after a console, console launches anyway while everyone's scrambling to get the games my, out. Like, just being exacerbated. Yeah, my main thing is not like, isn't complaining about it, but I think for me, oh, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, it's being blown away by the next gen stuff and going like, oh my God, okay, that's next gen. Like watching the medium in motion. Because um, that thing goes up to 120 frames a second on Series X, which I just didn't expect. I thought that was awesome. Um, and just the level of detail in that, in those environments, all the ray tracing stuff, like the split screen thing, um, which like looking at that feature and being like, cool, that's something that fundamentally can't be done until unless you use this specific console or something that is capable of it. Um, obviously it's on PC as well. And I'm sure the PS5 could pull it off, but in a feature like that, where it's like you're exploring two environments side by side and you're seeing all these different um, you know, like uh, features go between the two. I just love that. And that's what I want to see more of. And even Hitman, um, Hitman's absolutely gorgeous on PS5, but I was still kind of like, oh, this is like a 4K boost to like Hitman 2 um, or like a, you know, a nicer frame rate thing. So I think for me, it's like, uh, yeah, I, I can deal, but like I want to, I'm so curious what these systems can do. Cause like, especially at the start of the last gen, it was like, well, they're launching underpowered, like the current, that the PCs of 2013 was so far ahead. And it took so long. They, you know, they, obviously they did the half step systems to try and catch up. But right now we're almost level pegging, and it's like, okay, let's see what these things can do. Um, ben Roy, what's your thoughts, mate? I'm getting Resident Evil Village, so I'm fine. <laughs> like, like to be fair, I've just played hit. I've just played the best Hitman game they've ever made, and that ended so perfectly. And that last level. Yeah, that last level, Josh. <laughs> you look forward to the next James Bond game because they basically go. Have you seen that we're making a Bond game, lads? Like, it's almost it. like they submitted it. It's just sort of like, here, here's literally what we're there's probably going to do. There's a bloody golden eye sort of like, there's like two golden Easter eggs in that level. I'm like, what the death? Even though they're still going to be golden up, you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm. But um, yeah, Resident Evil Village, I mean, they've given, they put a date on that. So you imagine that's pretty much done out the door sort mm. of thing. Like, And it's May seems far enough away. Like you reckon like we would have had that in march or something if there wasn't so many sort of like you know let's take it slow but yeah globally the at the moment like we can't even can't even get everyone <laughs> to cover their cover their mouth let alone get everything's going so you know mm-hmm. i i'm just taking how we go and yeah I, I mean like you just gotta sort of like temper your expectations and sort of like see what's coming ahead and mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it, 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 there's there's not going to be a game every month like there was last year, the year before, mm-hmm. whenever that everyone's going to be sort of hot on. I mean, again, like Hitman Free, the medium, and then nothing till Resident Evil. I'm forgetting the number every time though. I'm not a fan. I'm obviously not a fan. <laughs> Raccoon City banner over there. Reckon Resident Evil Eight, mm-hmm. and yeah, just just go back and play some older games. That's what I'm saying. That's the thing that um, that I think is awesome is that you can go back to stuff and you have it's so easy, that- yeah. Yeah, that's what made me just sort of go, man, the Series X, or even the, the Series S too, like they're incredible pieces of hardware. Just put anything into it, download anything you want, and it just upscales it. It makes it nice and polished and it up, upscales in the frame rate and everything. And it's just like, yeah, the original Splinter Cell with HDR is gorgeous, like playing full spectrum Warrior, whatever, like just anything like that, SSX3. Like I just, I've loved doing that to the point where it's kind of made me look at the PS5 and Sony and go like, oh man, you guys should have done this too. Like you guys should have, you've had this entire legacy collection. You could have made that part of the next gen boost the way the Xbox has. And obviously there's pros and cons because on the PlayStation side, at least you have more platform exclusives. Um, although then again, with the medium, it almost balances it out because on the PlayStation side, it's like Demon Souls and that's about it. 
But um, yeah, I guess some closing thoughts. Are you guys just kind of like, you're cool with the consoles and just waiting for more games? Or is it going to be stuff where older titles get patches and upreses and things to take advantage of the hardware? I think it's basically video game summer now. Like, you know, where we have like <laughs> summertime with no games and you would like to hope that we maybe get more stuff like when we, we just look at liquid, like not until May and then June and then the stuff starts either coming out or like it's going to come out and like Far Cry uh six at some point it's gonna mm-hmm. have to pop up and all that sort of thing so who knows and like you know what one day if rainbow six quarantine if they change that name maybe it come out and also i just like to say god of war 2 is not coming out this year it's not, it's not year. is it to be honest they put dates in everything else and they did not on god of war i don't believe it until it is on disc in my I hand i would 100 back every word of that mr josh brown Closing thoughts. Uh, yeah, like like Benroy said, I'm sort of enjoying this video game summer in winter this time. I'm going to be gorging Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's more than enough to tide me up. I'm going to definitely get Hitman 3 once that's done. But in between then, I'm just going to enjoy playing some Ring Fit on the Nintendo, playing the Sopranos Road to Respect PlayStation 2 game, maybe even cracking back out the PlayStation 1 Classic. I don't know. This is a this is the beautiful thing about this period, man, because until March for me is when like I get a few big juicy games mm. around. Is I can just I can do anything. I feel like a free man. You know what I mean? I, you've I you've unleashed something in Benroy. <laughs> I, I'm starting to buy my buy a couple of PS2 games that I don't have up here, so I can then play them on my PS3 back and pat when I find one for a decent price. Is this not so, the biggest indictment of how broken everything is that we've gone backwards? Return to Castle Wolfenstein. It's a great game, by the way. That's what I held up. I mean, at least this you can get SSX entire- tricky. This is an entire podcast about the state of the next-gen consoles, and we've decided Ben Roy is going to get a PlayStation 3 fat to play a PlayStation 2 and 1 yeah. games. I'm going to the PlayStation 1 Classic, and Scott, yeah. uh, you, you're just continuing I'm to just, play everything as normal, I guess. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm going to try look at Rocket League, looking for the things that have better resolutions to try and continually justify my stupid TV. And maybe someday <laughs> I'll get there. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments below. One, if you've actually managed to get the uh, systems themselves, because they continue to be sold out, especially in the UK with a bunch of scalpers uh, taking all those units. Um, and also what you think of the state of the industry at the minute and all the exclusives and the systems themselves. And um, for now, this has been this has been the What Culture Gaming podcast. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ben Roy Turner. I guess goodbye. I forgot to say goodbye. Like I forgot Resident Evil 8. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and Josh Brown. Goodbye. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Good night. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.